Hey guys, Phoebe here. And before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know that season one of the Goodfeels podcast is coming to an end, but we really want your feedback. So if you have a spare couple of minutes, we would really appreciate it if you could fill out the survey. The link is in this week's show notes and you could win a $100 Visa gift card just for filling out the survey. Welcome to Goodfeels. My name's Phoebe and this podcast is here to serve as a timely reminder to us all that there is so much good in this world. Social media is regularly criticised, but there are actually some really positive things about it too that I think are worth calling out. It allows us to stay in communication with friends and family around the world, meet and network with new people who share similar interests, and it can also influence and inspire us to try new things, particularly on the food front. For those of you who are partial to TikTok, you'll know that food trends come and go quicker than you can say FYP. And jumping on board and giving them a go can be really beneficial to help diversify your macronutrient intake and expose you to new things. While I'm not saying all of them are worth trying, and straight off the bat, I'd advise you to steer clear of the healthy Coke made from balsamic vinegar, the buttered finger bun filled with salt and vinegar chips, and the ice cream topped with soy sauce, but there are definitely some worth dabbling in, and they've even been given the dietitian tick of approval. My name is Leanne Ward. I am a nutritionist and a dietitian, and I'm just, I think, a regular girl, a big foodie at heart. I love nothing more than, you know, working in a little bit of the wellness and the health and throwing in a little bit of salad, but also balancing it out with a bit of what I like to call the soul food, you know, a little bit of chocolate, a little glass of wine, those things that, you know, a good part of life. We can't give them up. (laughs) We love a bit of balance. Now, firstly, I wanted to ask you on what are some of the benefits of trying new things and ensuring that you're still eating like a diverse diet? Yeah, I think I think for most of us, the viral cooking trends, they're a great thing, right? Like they get us in the kitchen, they improve our cooking skills. Like honestly, I remember years ago when I was going through dietetic school, we did our placements and I remember coming across people and they could only cook sort of two minute noodles and the whole skill was, you know, putting some hot water into a, a cup of noodles. Whereas, you know, <laughs> you progress from there to maybe making an omelette and then there are people doing viral salmon bowls and people making, you know, quesadillas and people are really going all in. So we're improving our cooking skills. We're saving more money, you know, making it yourself from home versus ordering Uber Eats is honestly, it's a, it's a big cost saving. And then you're trying new cuisines from around the world. I mean, a lot of people can't afford to travel. It's great if you can make a healthy viral Mexican dish or like an Indian curry or something like that. I think it's wonderful. We get to experience a diverse range of cultures. We get to make it ourselves, improve our own cooking skills. And for some of our younger listeners, it might mean that we can almost like positively influence our parents' shopping list. Like I get a lot of people saying to me, Leanne, I'm really interested in, in nutrition but my parents don't eat healthy or they never had this sort of thing in the house we eat the same thing every single night for dinner so it's a nice way if we can tag along with mum and dad when they do the grocery shopping and suggest perhaps we can add one or two things into the shopping cart so we could maybe try a nice new recipe together as a family it's so funny that you say that because i go to the gym with a woman and her daughter was begging her to buy salmon, rice and nori sheets. And she came up to me and said, Phoebe, I know you love TikTok. Is there some food trend happening on TikTok that's got to do with salmon and rice and nori? And I said, yes, there, there actually is, which we're going to get to a little bit later. But I think that's actually a really positive thing that you just said there and influencing your parents' food choice because that's massive. Yeah. And the funny thing is I didn't like nori until I was 
I'm going to say well into my 20s. Like you wouldn't have catch me, you know, eating nori or even sushi. I would pull the nori off the sushi when I was probably in my <laughs> teens because I was yeah. like, I love sushi. I like the deep fried chicken part of the sushi and the rice. I just don't like the nori seafood part of the sushi. So isn't that funny that as you can grow and progress, your taste buds can grow and change as well. So I like that some of our younger generation are trying these new foods, which like what sort of 12 year old would have eaten nori before it became popular on TikTok? Tell me, one, anyone. percent, a hundred percent. Now, before we get into the more healthy, positive trends, I just want to ask you, what are some of the worst trends you've seen recommended on TikTok? Because I've seen some shockers, like people dry scooping pre-workout or adding like squeezes of lemon to their coffee and bleh. I agree. I think in the dry scooping pre-workout was horrid. Like just watching people choke on that powder. I was like, how is this even a thing, let alone a trend? Like how has it gotten to the point where it's become a trend, let alone something that someone went, that sounds like a good idea. Let's dry scoop some pre-workout. Yeah. So that is honestly among the most shocking. But I think a lot of what I see is like the lose five kilos in a week or drop five pounds in three days. The ones that offer or promote quick weight loss generally in the form of a drink like you're adding cayenne pepper or you're adding lemon juice and greens powder into some sort of hideous drink and then you're supposed to drink it them for me like those ones though they're promising quick fast weight loss is always scream sort of a red flag so I don't like those sorts of ones I'm all about more what can we add into our diet from a health perspective versus what can we restrict Yeah. And I think it's what you said earlier again about getting inspired by something you've seen someone else do and then wanting to try it and kind of opening your, expanding, I guess, your taste buds. Mm. So I have compiled a list of some viral TikTok food trends that I have personally seen and I think are relatively healthy, but I wanted to go through a couple of them with you to get a dietitian's perspective on it. Sure. So the first one is the green goddess salad, which now you can even get a green goddess salad bag in Coles. You can, and I have seen it, and I have bought it, and hands down, it is delicious. But I it's must delicious. say, I don't feel like it's nutritionally complete. Like, it's delicious, and I think it's a great way for people to add more veggies into the diet, eat more salad. But I would eat it and be hungry an hour later, if I'm being honest. So I love the freshness of it. I love that it's high volume. So I speak about volume mm-hmm. eating for fat loss, because we can eat a lot of food for low calories. And something that I teach my clients is really around mindful eating. So eating a big salad makes you naturally slow down. So you chew your food properly and your body has time to release these hormones from your gut which allow you to feel fuller for longer which takes about sort of 20 minutes it is really difficult to inhale a salad or a large volume meal so i feel with these big salad bowls that are popping up on tiktok and instagram as trends i love them because it naturally makes us slow down i also like that it's got a really good range of healthy fats in there you know we've got the dressing like extra virgin olive oil and some walnuts and i love 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 the addition of nutritional yeast flakes i personally have been using them for years they're like quote-unquote vegan cheese they give a nice cheesy taste without adding the cheese on the dairy in there and a really nice b vitamin boost so i'm all about the salad but i would like to balance it out with a little bit of protein so we know that protein is important for you know the building blocks of muscles it helps keeps us fuller for longer supports us metabolically you can add some eggs some tofu some chicken a tin of tuna um, even some beans if you like and a little bit of carbs to balance it out because carbs, a lot of people will fear them or drop them when it comes to a salad, but they're a really important part of just balancing our meals each day. A little bit of brown rice, some quinoa, even some lentils, or even a little bit of fruit to add to that salad. You know, some fresh berries, some orange slices could be really lovely as well. So I'm all about that trend. I think it's great, but I think we just need to balance it a little bit more in order for us to stay nice and full for another couple of hours. Yeah. 
Okay, the next one is the famous Emily Mariko salmon and nori bowl. Now, I cannot even tell you how many times I've seen this and I still don't understand what she does with the ice cube before she puts the rice in the microwave, but I think this actually looks like a delicious meal. It's so funny because it's like the ice cube. It's such a fun, practical addition, but like it literally nearly broke the internet. People were like, yeah. but the ice cube, what about the ice cube? And I did admit I had a good Google. I was like, what is that ice cube doing in there? Yeah. And it basically just adds a little bit of sort of like water and hydration to the rice so it doesn't dry it out when you're cooking it. Got so it. essentially you, you cook the rice and then you get it out of the fridge. So this is sort of like a make your own leftover salmon and rice kind of bowl. So I like that okay. it focuses on minimizing waste. So we're using mm-hmm. leftover salmon we're using leftover rice when you're reheating both of those things she uses a microwave so it tends to dry out a little bit she puts an ice cube on there it only partially kind of defrosts so you get a little bit of liquid in there to moisten it up a little bit and then she ditches the ice cube at the end so that's what that's about and I was like oh that makes total sense now (laughs) but who would have actually thought to do that nobody so I think that was the part that kind of broke the internet that's what made it so famous yeah. versus the, the salmon bowl itself but it's still a delicious salmon bowl right it's like a really healthy almost like a deconstructed sushi and we love salmon it's packed full of omega-3 healthy fats it's a great source of protein avocados as well great source of healthy fat they're so cheap at the moment as well and a really so good back of fiber yeah so avocados i remember when they were like I don't know, eight, 10 bucks an avocado. I wasn't even writing avocados in my meal, client's meal plans about a year or two ago. And now yeah. I'm like, you get an avocado, you get an avocado, <laughs> you get an avocado. It's just, they're just they're so good. And then of course we love the nori. There's a good iodine in there as well. You can actually get nori flavored um, sheets. I saw them in um, the supermarket the other day. They were like salt and vinegar flavored nori sheets. Oh, they're delicious. Like, I've had them. Delicious. Yeah, love exactly. Yeah. So I love that. The only thing I would change about this salmon and rice bowl, I think it's really well balanced. I would add a little bit of extra fresh veggies in there like some sliced cucumber a little bit of pickled kimchi just a little bit of extra veggie bulk and sushi rice isn't I would say the best type of quality rice for us. I know we're making kind of a sushi bowl, but the energy is absorbed pretty quickly if you're looking for a little bit of longer lasting energy for your meal to go a little bit further I would sub it for something like brasmati rice, brown rice, wild rice, even some quinoa or something. Just adding a little bit of extra fiber in there for fullness and for your gut health as well. But overall, I think it's a really fun way for people, particularly younger kids, to try something like salmon and nori because they're two things that younger people traditionally don't eat a lot of and they're really, really nutrient dense as well. So I'm all over this one. I think it's fun. I think it's a fantastic way to use up some leftovers and focusing on some really key nutrients as well. Mm, absolutely because I'm like you I would not have touched salmon until at least my early 20s I was like get that away from me that's so not my jam Um, and then the last one which is kind of I think it's coming out of its craze now but it was overnight wheat beaks which I Mm -hmm. just saw everywhere and I don't eat gluten but I actually went out and bought gluten-free wheat beaks just so I could try this myself it's so funny because like what Aussie, you know, what Aussie doesn't really have wheat bix in their pantry or didn't have them growing up. They were like a staple. And fun story, my mom was super, super healthy growing up. Everything was so healthy. And I remember one year for her birthday, she was like, I'm not going to, she was going to make us a cake, but she's like, you can't have cake for breakfast. So we're going to have wheat bix We're going to spread some icing on there and put some like M&Ms on there. And I remember trying oh. to eat these like dry wheat bix with icing sugar on it for my birthday in the morning being like, I really want to like this mom, but I can't get it down. It's so dry. <laughs> it was just awful. And I was like, oh, goodness me. So when I saw this tra- craze and the first thing you do is soak the wheat bix in milk and you make like this nice soft layer, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I couldn't handle Salt. a dry wheat bix craze. <laughs> <laughs> Triggering. So I triggering. love that. 
I love it. I love that it's good. I've got a good amount of fiber in there. Generally, the next layer is like a protein, like a thicker Greek style yogurt, which is like a nice protein layer. I do find a lot of people adding protein powder to that, which I kind of think is a little bit unnecessary because if you're using a good quality Greek yogurt, you're getting enough protein in. And we don't mm. really recommend protein powder for our younger people under 18 because it's technically a nutritional supplement, which we don't really recommend. So the protein powder doesn't need to be in that middle layer. And then the top layer, you know, I've seen everything from fresh fruit to biscuits to like a caramel drizzle to Snickers bars on top. I would just say I love this trend. It's like a sweet breakfast option. People are hashtagging like dessert for breakfast. I would just be careful because some of the recipes I've seen are legitimately dessert for breakfast. Like yeah. I've seen chocolate and biscuits and like syrups all over it. So I think there's Biscoff cookies, there's Biscoff, Biscoff spread. It goes wild. I'm like, no, that's literally dessert for breakfast. Like, <laughs> Rain it in. <laughs> exactly. So I love the ones that use a little bit of extra fresh fruit and some good quality Greek yogurt. I think it's a super fun trend. And as you kind of scoop down through the layers, it's like like really hashtag visually appealing as well. So I love that trend as well. And I just think it's a great way to use up Wheat Bix. I also personally love to blitz Wheat Bix into a smoothie. So if I have a client doing Ooh. a smoothie to give them a little bit of that extra carbohydrate, just for a little boost of fiber and extra fullness, I get them to blend in a little bit of Wheat Bix or rolled oats or even a little bit of cereal into their smoothie as well. Just makes it go a little bit longer. So if some people find yeah. smoothies don't you know, keep them full enough or, you know, only for about an hour. So if you're blending a bit of cereal or wheat bix into your smoothies, there's a good little tip as well for a bit of a fiber boost. So versatile. Such a good tip. Yeah. And I love that. And I think that breakfast is something that a lot of people tend to skip. So the fact that Mm. there is now something that's actively making you want to eat breakfast is also probably a pretty good thing. And the fact that you can prep it the night before, like I think it's a big trend to kind of make it the night before and have it the next morning because it kind of needs to sit and soak and, you know, the wheat bix go nice and sort of soggy in the bottom layer. Then you scoop through the yogurt and the fruit and the toppings on top. So I like the make before kind of breakfast option because everybody's busy in the morning. You know, people, I think half the reason we skip breakfast is because we're busy. And then what happens is we get hangry and we end up overeating at the next meal or we're snacking and we're grazing all morning long, which isn't ideal for most of us as well. So a well-rounded breakfast for most most people, if you are hungry in the morning, is probably a good idea and something that you can prep the night before is, is ideal for most people just to save them time. Yeah. Well, I guess the common thread between most of these viral food trends is they are kind of made beforehand or in bulk. Like the Green Goddess salad, you make quite a, a large you know, mm, um, mm. batch of it and then you can have it for a couple of days. Same with the salmon and nori bowl. Obviously, the rice is all pre-cooked and then same with the wheat bix. So I guess there are a couple of benefits to it, not just nutritionally, but also time saving. Um, I just want to finish by asking you what's one piece of advice you would give to everybody about food trends they come across on social media? Look, if it looks like dessert porn, it probably is dessert porn is all I'm going to say that people are like, oh, I can eat that for breakfast. And my clients are like, can I have this for breakfast? I'm like, no, that's literally dessert. We're not having dessert for breakfast. So if it, if looks it looks too, too good, good to be, be true, true, it more it than likely is. <laughs> yes. But if it looks nice and healthy, again, it more likely is. So I think balance is really key here. There's no reason we can't have our Biscoff biscuits on top of our overnight oats for breakfast, but let's keep it clean and lean and maybe just once or twice a week and the other few times let's add the berries on top instead. <laughs> so the next time you're scrolling through TikTok and stumble on a food trend, why not get out of your comfort zone and give it a go? You never know, you might even go viral. And that's it from me. Remember, for more feel-good content, check out the Good Light official socials, rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode, and I'll see you back here same time, same place on Wednesday. Bye.